guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm excited today. We have Fred Moskowitz coming to the Turmeric and Tequila mic. Fred is an author. He's an investment fund manager who is on a personal mission to teach people about the power of investing in alternative asset classes. We talk about real estate today. We talk about mortgage notes, uh, how you can diversify your capital in the stock market. He just shares his book and some pro tips on the importance of surrounding yourself around great human beings and so much more. This is an awesome conversation. Get that financial literacy, free yourself from debt, and let's get on to a positive 2021. Cheers. Thanks so much for your time and energy, Fred. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Today is another beautiful Monday. I'm excited. We have Fred Moskowitz in the house. Fred is an author and investment author and investment fund manager who is on a personal mission to teach people about the power of investing in alternative asset classes. That's all I'm going to say, but we are going to talk about Fred's book that just came out. Congratulations on the release, by the way. Thank um, you. Thank you fitness. Uh, we're going to talk about his journey. We're going to cover it all, as you know. So Fred, without further ado, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Thank you, Kristen. It's my pleasure. So excited to be on the show today. Yes. Well, I know you do a lot of podcasts and speaking and everything. Um, so I'm hoping today we can uh, uncover, obviously, the book and all these like tips and tricks around investing, but also a little bit uh, more alongside the journey maybe that you haven't shared on other shows. So yeah. um, why don't you give us a little background on you, like young Fred, like how we kind of got to where we are now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Where where to start? Um <laughs> I uh, I had quite an interesting career um, working professionally and then transitioning into entrepreneurship. And uh, if it's okay, I have a little story I can share Absolutely. that kind of walks through some of the pivotal moments that, that I've went through, right? I... Um, I feel like I've been been through so much. I mean, we we all have, right? So much in in life. Life is such an interesting journey, and what I find is it never quite works out the way you thought it would. <laughs> that's, that's the absolute truth. There's always surprises, right? Always some interesting surprises that come up. So, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. One day right? One day I found myself sitting on a chair. I was on the beach in northeastern Brazil, right? So if you can imagine that, Kristen, I was sitting there just feeling this hot sun blazing down on my skin. And I was sitting there spending the entire day playing my guitar. I was practicing bossa nova rhythms nice. and it was so calm so so relaxing and so peaceful and what i remember most is that it was such a stark contrast from the environment that i had, I had just been ejected out of because what had happened was i was there i was coming down from the bursting of the dot-com bubble and then that was immediately followed by the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center. 
So if you if you can recall back at that time, that was that one-two punch of events yeah. that just sent the worldwide economy into a downward spiral. And in particular, the tech industry, which is where I was working. Okay. Um, I was working as, I was a computer engineer. I had a very successful career working as a computer engineer and I was working at a tech startup and that was my thing, working at tech startups. But what had happened was that startup imploded and I lost my job and it was not due to my own fault. Um, and it was a terrible, terrible, it's very emotional to go through that experience. Sure. And um, so what happened was that I was there. I, I realized all of a sudden that I had been spending all these years of my life building someone else's dream and not building my own. And I was so angry. I was so disappointed in myself because I let myself get into that situation. And it had happened multiple times throughout my career. And let me tell you something, the feeling of being disappointed with yourself, mm. that can be the worst emotion in the world. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that again, the feeling of being disappointed with yourself, it can be the worst emotion in the world. I mean, under any circumstances, it's, it's, it's very harsh, very yeah. strong. So what I did was I took that strong emotion and I utilized that to uh, change the way I was living my life. And I came to the realization that I needed to have other sources of income so that I wouldn't be dependent on the paycheck for my job. Because in reality, I had been going through this over and over again, and it didn't matter, no matter how good of an engineer I was, how talented I was with my background and my skills, that if the company wasn't doing well, or if there was an economic downturn, I would lose my job. And I had no control over those circumstances, and I hated that. So what I decided was that I needed to have other sources of income so that I wouldn't be dependent on the paycheck for my job. And I, I took full responsibility for creating the life that I wanted. Yeah. So what I did was I came back to the U.S. and I started looking for options. What can I do to generate income for myself? And so I turned to investing, but in particular, alternative investments, things like real estate and notes and mortgages. And I, I went uh, head first into that. Now, I continued working as an engineer. I went back into the tech industry, was working again. I loved what I did, right? It wasn't that I hated my job. I loved the work. I loved the technology and the excitement, watching products get built and brought out to the marketplace. I love that. But now what happened was I was also generating income for myself. It was a side hustle. I started investing in real estate. I bought an apartment building and all of these things. And um, 
it generated income. And what happened, Kristen, was that one day after doing this for a number of years, one day I came to the realization that the income from my investments was enough to cover all of my living expenses. That's awesome. And in that moment, I realized that now I was going to be working because I wanted to and not because I had to. And so that is a major mind shift when you come to that realization and the the approach you take to doing your work and the attitude you have, it completely changes. Absolutely. And it's so powerful. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's quite the journey. I think there's some really deep uh, early life skills. I think that you had like the personal responsibility, the accountability, um, all these things. And I know we had, we touched on sports and fitness, but I want to parallel that a little bit. Were you a young athlete? Did some of these life skills come through sports as a kiddo? No. Okay. Actually, I was not. <laughs> My interest in athletics came much later in life. Okay. Um, I never I never did sports or anything in like in school. It's all later and later in life that I I turn to that. I think that's so great though, because you know, as we get older, it's hard to try new things and it's hard to go out there and fail. When you're young, you just go on the playground and you learn, and then you learn how to make friends and you learn if you like basketball or football or the tire swing or whatever. But as we get older, we get kind of set in our ways, and I think that parallels the financial situation where you know you had this opportunity to question a better way and then and take the leap and take that personal responsibility to make your own future more secure. Um, in sports, yeah. it's kind of the same way, but it's hard to walk into a CrossFit class, you know, when you're over 30 and you're not used to walking out of the playground anymore. Um, but these are all really yeah. good life skills that no matter if it's money or fitness or what have you, it's necessary to keep taking those steps forward and, and learning new things. Um, tell us, okay, so how did we get into, you know, it's 2021. This is why I'm so excited about this conversation and your book, um, the little uh, green book of note investing, because yes. everybody wants the, an option to uh, take hold of their finances and make their lives more secure. I mean, we've seen what's happened in 2020 and restaurants and things and, you know, the government shutting down and or the government shutting things down, like we just want to be able to have our own uh, financial situation under control. And I think this is such a phenomenal angle on how we can get in the mix. How did you get into note investing specifically? Like, how did that start? Well, that that really came out of my real estate education. Uh, when I was starting out is in investing, uh, I joined my local real estate investing association in in uh, Philadelphia, in the city where I am. And so I started to get exposed to all of these different avenues of investing. And part of that, part of that was, uh, I learned a little bit about node investing. And it was, it was really abstract um, area. And l let me just share a brief overview of what node investing actually is. Please. Yeah, node investing is all about investing your your capital, your money into debt. And so you you have debt, you own the debt and you're the one receiving monthly payments plus interest on your investment, right? And if you think about this Kristen, everyone just about, right? Just about everyone is in the note business today. Everyone is, right? And I'll tell you, I'll say why. It's because if you are currently paying on a mortgage for your home or a car loan 
or student loans or even a credit card, you're in the note business. But it's just that you're the one making the monthly payments instead of the one receiving them. So what would it be like if you could step across the aisle and, and be the one receiving those monthly payments? So that, that's very, very much a reality. Individuals can own mortgages and um, do really well with it. And I, I love it as an investment for a couple of reasons. The first one is that your investment is backed by a tangible an asset with tangible value backed by real estate. So there's collateral securing your interest. And if something goes wrong, you have something that's backing your investment, right? I mean, that's, that's super powerful. Now banks figured this out long ago and the business of lending and debt has been around since biblical times, but banks figured out that they'd rather own the debt on properties instead of owning properties. And they, they do really well with that. Well, that that can carry over to, to us as individual investors as well. It, it's really a powerful concept. And I, I've been in this business for a decade, over a decade now. And I had so many people asking me about how did how did you get started and how do you do this is this for real is this uh, it's unfathomable for an individual to get involved and it's really not and that's what inspired me to write a book and share about it just so that people can get a better understanding of of what this is and that's why i decided to uh, to write the book but it's all about for for anyone that um, is familiar with robert kiyosaki rich dad poor dad very sure. well-known book he even mentions about this about the concept of how you can own a mortgage and receive the payments but it's all about owning owning assets whether it's real estate business businesses, anything. You own assets that generate income for you. And then with that income, you can pay all of your expenses. Like that is the three sentence summary of rich dad, poor dad and yeah. his whole, his whole concept. And that that was a very revolutionary book. If, um, if anyone in the audience is not familiar with that, or you're hearing about this for the first time, definitely check it out. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. It's one of those that comes up a lot. And I think it's um, simple enough to where literally anyone can read it and understand the moral of the story um, and understand how to set yourself up for that freedom, but mostly just dial into the mindset and building your awareness and just questioning a better way and taking that step. Um, yeah. You know, and, and getting there. Do you, uh, are, do you anything, do you do any specific mindful practices, meditation? I mean, if you're playing guitar on the beach, that's pretty awesome, but any other yeah. sorts of things to keep things in balance? I, I do. So music is a great love of mine. And I think that if you, whether you play music, play an instrument, or you listen to music, especially if you go watch live music yeah it's such a great and powerful stress relief mm -hmm. it really is playing music is is a great thing to um to relieve stress or experiencing live music yeah for many people it um it's very powerful i've found so that's that's one of one of the practices but uh, other other areas that are important to me it's um 
reading every day. Every day I read, I make a daily habit of it. And um, I try to read 30 minutes a day if I can. doesn't always work out. Sometimes it might only be 10 minutes, other times yeah. 20, 30. But that's my goal. And I'm always reading uh, business books. And this is something that anyone can, can do this, right? I, I always say if you're starting out, you don't read currently, start out by reading 10 pages a day. Anyone can do that. It's so achievable. Right. Absolutely. And and if you do that consistently and you keep showing up doing that, then eventually you can expand more and more. But I, I love I always love reading books about business, books about mindset. Yeah. And um, I like to explore, explore successful people and read about them and learn from their experiences. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, music is wonderful. I always think, I mean, it's a universal language so anyone can assimilate. Um, I think we're having some withdrawal in 20, 2020 and 2021 because we can't get the live music like we once did. Um, I'm so yeah. with you on that. Like it's, it's, it's tough, but it's, it is such a universal, universal uh, language and just yeah. allows you to relax. I mean, don't, um, don't you live right near one of the most wonderful venues in the United States, Red oh Rocks. Gosh. That's a beautiful yes. place. Yes. I went out there once and stood on the, on the steps. It was, there was, it was during the middle of the day. There wasn't anything happening, but it's just okay. <laughs> such a beautiful setting. Oh, it's, it's truly to unbelievable. Live music. Yeah. When it's, when it's back open again, if anyone that has never been there before, Google it so you can see what we're talking about and then go see a show. It's, I mean, I know bands uh, or acts will come and work their schedule around getting into Red Rocks because it's such <laughs> a big deal and the right time of year. It's, it's such I mean, a treasure. It is. The acoustics are pretty amazing. I mean, everything about it is, is awesome. Um, so, okay, you know, and, and I asked about the mindset because now that, you know, once you do have more time to do what you want to do, you got to really dial in on what it yeah. is you want to do. And then, like you said, your business then can go back to being your passion and you can work with the mindset of, I don't have to do this. I want to do this. Um, and there's no stress in my opinion, like financial stress when you're worried about how am I going to pay my bills, particularly if you've got kiddos and, and, you know, um, dependents that are, are counting on you to be successful. Um, you know, when you're, if you're just starting out, why don't you tell us a little bit about how we first, besides getting the book and, and reading and diving in, yeah. how much do you think somebody really needs to save or start with, um, to make their first investment? Well, you start small. It's like anything yeah. else. Start small. If you're working, um, take advantage of the different options your employer offers to you that, they usually have a 401k or if they don't, you can, you can do your own. Mm -hmm. um, make it, think about this, Kristen, how does, how does our government, the federal treasury make sure they collect all their ta income tax? The way they do it is they mandate that out of everyone's paycheck, taxes are withheld and send out. So the treasuries, the IRS is not going to send you a bill at the end of the year saying, here's how much taxes you owe, send it to us. They take it out ahead of time before you have a chance to spend it. Mm -hmm. And that way, um, the likelihood that taxes are collected in an efficient manner, it, it's happened. So you... And I can do the same thing, automate your savings. I, I 
use technology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can, there's all, all financial institutions, banks have a way for you to automate your savings. If you have direct deposit from your work, you can have it go into two accounts. You can say, I want to slice off this little chunk and send it to a separate account. And then it's automated. You don't think about it ever. It just happens. Yeah. And over time, you see that you start building up building up savings. So once you've built that up, then you can turn to some kind of an investment. I recommend for everyone, look into real estate as an investment. Real estate is the way that most wealth has been generated uh, for generations. Yeah. And, and our government, the U.S. government, really incentivizes incentivizes people to invest in real estate and in, and start businesses. And they do this. It's right in the tax code. You get such amazing tax benefits. So I always recommend to people l- learn about real estate. Maybe you uh, set up a rental house for yourself, or um, depends on how how much time. I mean, how involved you want to be, yeah. but there's all manner of strategies that, um, that you can use, but for, for the average individual that owns rental property, you get amazing tax benefits. And if you're working at, at a job where you have W2 income, then those tax benefits offset your tax load from your job, from your income tax, which is super powerful. So I always encourage everyone, like, look into that, talk to your CPA, your tax professional, and see how how that could fit into your lifestyle. It's something that um, is, it can be very powerful, right? And there's all these strategies, like, I, I, I tell people, if you, if you were to do something like, to buy your, you're going to buy your first house, right? For yourself. Well, what if instead of doing that, you bought a three or four unit apartment building, moved into one of the apartments, ran out the other three, and now you have this income coming in, right? Yeah. You don't have to live there forever, but if you're young and just starting out, you're probably going to be renting an apartment anyway. So it may as well be your own. Right. 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 Yeah. That, and again, the mindset, I think that's, it's huge to um, get into it early. I actually, after college, I started a little lacrosse business and then I got my real estate license with the intention of flipping houses and getting into it because just like you said, uh, land is a finite resource. It's a super secure thing to invest in and own. And it does provide for generational wealth, which is a whole other podcast. But um, these are really important not simple, but pretty easy moves you can make to really set yourself up. I didn't, I'm actually getting back into it. I wish I would have, the lacrosse business just kind of went um, crazy, which was good, but then the real estate situation filtered away. So I'm getting back into yeah. it, but I wish I would have invested more properties. I went to an auction once and even been on some houses. Like we were in oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But but then I, I just got out of it and it is, it's a commitment. Like you really need to know yeah. what you're doing and, and know the property and have good inspectors and you need to know what's up. Um, you, you, you do it. You do. But, and, and it's, it may not be for everyone right, to do right. this, right? However, there's still other ways you can partner up with someone. If you ha- have uh, someone else that you have a relationship with, you can partner with them 
where they they have those relationships and those connections and they do the work and you contribute the capital and then you can still benefit from from that and that's um, absolutely yeah that that's a really uh, a really great way because owning property it's not for everyone right you, right. you do have to be a little hands on with it and um, and it does take work but i'll tell you what there awesome. are plenty of um people that they want to own real estate but not be hands-on with it and they just partner up with someone else that that enables that to happen so yeah. it, it can be it can be powerful and i also love that you started a business around lacrosse and i'd love to get into that a little bit yeah, well, um, it, I was from Denver, Colorado, Aurora, really, and lacrosse was my sport, and there was just no competitive lacrosse, and I really wanted to go top 20 D1, and this was my young, naive self, not really fully realizing how more intense the East Coast lacrosse was, but I did. I ended up walking on to George Mason University, played for five years. I turned myself my sophomore year, so I had a medical red shirt, um, wow. but it was quite the journey. I eventually was, uh, I think I was a three-time captain, but incredible experience and then when i came back the east coast weather i had my five years and i was like all right we're going back to colorado <laughs> the weather's amazing and i have tons of friends from philadelphia um so came back and just started colorado rising stars lacrosse and that's where we really started to learn about creative strategy and strategic partnerships i love that you just said you know get partners get in people that know <clears throat> around you that know what's going on you said you joined uh the the real estate uh was it commission or something that was local no, the real estate investment group yeah okay. they're they're all around the country your local um they're called ria real estate investment association oh, yes. they exist all across the country yeah so that stuff like yeah. that, I mean, the partnership and working together are huge, but that's when I did my lacrosse business, that's how I learned sponsorships and again, creative partnerships where we would, you know, bring certain products and things into schools where they couldn't get. And uh, it was good exposure for them. So we just learned all this strategy. And I certainly learned as a young entrepreneur, oh my gosh, everything, everything, even if you go to school, you, you learn a little bit, but you don't really learn until you're in it. Um, yeah. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. I it love was, that. it was a journey for sure. I always, you know what, I, this, this goes back to what I said earlier. Our government incentivizes two things in a major way. It's owning rental real estate and starting a small business. Yeah. And they offer amazing tax benefits to those that do that. And, and yeah. few people do it, but those that do, it's powerful. Yeah. And I always tell people, Kristen, everyone, like, figure out a way to have a business, a side hustle, no matter what you do. If you have a hobby, figure out a way to make it into a business. Yeah. A business that generates income for you, a business that lets you take advantage of tax deductions. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you love, you're passionate about. Look at what you were doing. You're playing a sport or involved in a sport that you loved and you're helping children. Like yeah. what kind of, what kind of an impact is being made on the children that were participating in your programs? Right. Yeah. yeah. Both from athletic perspective, as well as learning skills, life skills, learning how to be on a team, mm -hmm. um, being responsible and mm -hmm. self accountable. 
commitment, all kinds of a really commitment? amazing yeah. things. Um, well, tell us, I, I love how you really champion the side hustle. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's critical having an LLC and just simple things like that. Like if you really look at the rich, you see how much they play the game and, you know, establish their business in certain places that, you know, there's no income tax or like there's all these strategic plays. And if you see what wealthy people are doing, you notice they, they I don't want to say work the system, but they know what to do. So it, it sets them up for financial success for the long term. Um, Absolutely. It's not any kind of uh, mischievous right. type of uh, thing that's going on. This is in the tax code. It's yeah. there. Yeah, it's there. So take advantage of it. Right. Oh no one, no one in this country has an obligation to pay more taxes than than more taxes than they're required to do so. Absolutely. So take advantage of the benefits and the deductions and structure your affairs in a way that you're able to do that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Uh, it does get a lot of negative light, but that's because people, people don't do these things and right. uh, others feel like, oh, you're taking advantage of the system. No, absolutely not. It's right there in the tax code. Yeah. Right. So you align yourself with with a good team, good tax advisors, CPAs, and they will guide you and and um, help you through this because it's very complex, very yes. complex. Yeah, but you, the benefits can be so powerful. And the end result that you will see is that you get start to get dropped into a lower tax bracket each year, which is very powerful because if you can realize uh, tax savings like by 10% less taxes, 10% lower taxes you paid, that's money in your pocket every year. And now you can invest with that money. That's yeah. more money you have to invest, invest in yourself, in, uh, invest in things that will generate income for you. So that's something that th things that anyone can do. I don't care what your hobby is, whether it's sports, whether it's beekeeping or podcasting, <laughs> yeah, right? you whatever you love, figure out a way to make it into a business, small business. And now you have your side hustle. I love it. What was your first initial side hustle? Oh, wow. My first yeah. was uh, when I was 12, <laughs> I was selling candy at school. Okay. So the and young I entrepreneur made, was always within. Oh, yeah. And I made a lot of money. I believe it. For someone that was 12 <laughs> years old to have a couple hundred dollars in cash in, okay. in a shoebox. I nice. thought that was the greatest thing. But what happened was I kept getting in trouble at school for doing this. And so mm -hmm. finally... The principal and my parents, they said, look, we support what you're doing, but it's causing a lot of problems. You can't keep, you can't keep doing this, but that was my first taste. And then I loved, I loved like having my own little business. I thought it was the greatest thing. For sure. Was it, was this in your blood? Like were your parents entrepreneurs? Like, did you no. have an example of this? No, they weren't. And unfortunately my parents were of the, this, this mindset go to school, get good grades, and then get a safe job. Mm -hmm. And I I found out very quickly that that old story is no longer relevant in today's right. world. Right. I found out the hard way. Right. And, um, and so I, I turned the direction I was headed. I love that. What do they think now? Oh, you know what? My mom, <laughs> she used to worry so much about me. 
She says, you left your job. What are you going to do? And I let her kind of vent, but okay. I wasn't going to listen to her. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to let her influence me because I knew what I was doing and I could see the results of it because for many years I was working, but earning income from my real estate, from the notes I owned. Mm -hmm. So I was headed full, full steam head down that path. Yeah. And um, it is a little scary. Like when you stop working and you're, you're an entrepreneur relying on yourself, you have a mm -hmm. family that's dependent on you. So yeah. it's, it's a little daunting, but you persevere, you, you surround yourself with the right people. You take advice from people that are successful. And that's what makes all the difference. It's who Absolutely. you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. Since you mentioned CrossFit earlier, I, I want to segue into that. Let's do it. Well, you, you just said surround yourself around good people. And that's a, yes. a breeding ground for great humans, for sure. Exactly. I don't, it, it is, it, it totally is. I love I'm not, I was never an athletic person growing up. I didn't play sports or anything like that. Well, I, I decided I wanted to get in better shape, improve my health. And so I went into a CrossFit gym. It was about <laughs> six years ago. Okay. And it was intimidating. Yeah. CrossFit's tough to walk into. Even I came in as an athlete and I started on five pull-up bands and I was coming off of a division one sport. So yeah. yes, it, it'll humble you very quickly. Very quickly. And they made a little mini workout for me. Like the first day that, that I was there it was like an orientation class. It wasn't even the, the regular class. And it was like a six minute sequence to work through. <laughs> And at the end of that, I was thinking, oh, my, what did I get myself into? This is intense. But I stuck with it because I saw, like, I saw other people. Yeah. And the results they had, I said, wow, this is really cool. And I saw very quickly that you could adapt it to your own level, no matter where you were, whether you were young or old. Right. So yeah. here I am I'm in my 40s starting this, this amazing journey into crossfit but i loved it yeah and yeah. the best part about it was i was working out right alongside amazing athletes mm -hmm. amazing yeah. athletes yeah and yeah some people are competitive but it's not an environment where people are there showing off everyone's there to to get in a good workout and that's what it was all about for me mm -hmm. i'm sitting i'm sitting all day in front of the computer in this chair working so at the end of the day i just shut down my work and i go to the train at the gym and yeah. it it's a great stress relief it gets me moving it gets me feeling good i work up a sweat i don't care how much weight i can lift or anything like that i just go and get good exercise and i feel good and let me tell you something for entrepreneurs and business owners you need lots of energy yeah yeah you need lots of energy so that you can get out there and crush it every day Absolutely. it's so important 
Well, those, right. those habits, yeah, they, they, I mean, how you are on the field is how you are off the field. So you have to really get it together. And if, if CrossFit's your outlet or maybe it's cycling or music or what have you, you then you have like-minded people around you and it's your friends and more than more likely than not that if, if they're showing up to train hard, they're probably working really hard or they do something. So it's usually, I've done yeah. tons of business deals unintentionally with CrossFitters and I've worked with Reebok CrossFit because of lacrosse, the guy that runs oh, it now wow. at Reebok. We, um, his wife, his wife went to James Madison. I went to George Mason. So we knew each other. So anyways, the connects through these types of situations of like-minded humans are amazing. And you want to have financial wealth. You want to have your actual, you want to have health and uh, wealth and health as well. Meaning like take care of yourself and getting your mind and your body right. So um, yeah. and being around good people, it's, it's, it's a huge piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. It, it is. And, and so you're around, you're around people that are striving to do better. They're just, they want to improve themselves. And you see this in CrossFit. You see this in triathlon training and marathon training, those groups that people join to, yeah. to train for one of those big races. Who do, you, who do you think is going to be there? What kind of mindsets do people have, those that are training to prepare for a triathlon? You're going to be around people that are striving for success yeah. and the training is part of the journey, but that's who you're surrounding yourself with, mm -hmm. right? It all comes down to one of my favorite quotes from Jim Rohn, the grandfather of personal development. He said that you become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Absolutely. And that's so true. It comes down to that in mm -hmm. life, in investing, investing circles, or business, being around other successful business owners, yeah. being around athletes, right? Yeah, absolutely. All of that, it carries yeah. over. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, everyone has seen this where when you're young children, your parents always are concerned about who your friends are, who you're hanging around with. Well, that's why. Yeah. If you're if you're with other kids that are getting into trouble, you're probably going to steer down that path as well, right? It's yeah. yeah. And as you get older, yeah, it just, it, it, it magnifies. Um, and then you get, you know, great information. Maybe like you're, again, you're working out alongside somebody and they happen to mention investing and you're like, oh, well, what questions do you have? And then you can have that conversation. I mean, there is that, that, oh, that equal base, whether it's fitness or music or what have you, that kind of brings people together. And then it allows yeah. you to be around the like-minded people that, you know, they give you a competitive edge as well. So you kind of keep everybody, um, keeps that competitive thriving mindset, regardless of what the actual topic is. Uh, you mentioned earlier just now about, you know, giving back and um, providing this opportunity for other people and helping them question a better way. What have you gotten feedback around the book or any of the work thus far that had just been like really soul fueling stories for you or you felt purposeful because of this message that you're sharing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I, uh, I actually run, I run an investment fund and I speak with investors all the time, but someone I was speaking with, he was telling me that, um, he was telling me about his, uh, his father, um, his father came to the U S as, uh, as an immigrant was working on the trading floor, the New York stock exchange. And so, so he 
um, the the investor I was speaking with, his name's Ken. He Ken he he grew up watching his father work so hard to provide for his fam for their family, and work long hard hours. And as you can imagine, working on the trading floor of the New York Stock mm -hmm. Exchange is intense. Yeah, intense work, very high stress. Um, and what happened was. Ken was seeing his father now in retirement many years later, and he was struggling financially. And even though he had saved money, he had done all the right things. He was saving money as retirement plan and all of, all of those things. He was really just sticking with the, the conventional type of investing. And his father was struggling financially. And so Ken came to me telling me this, this story. And I, it was a little heartbreaking. I said, yeah, that, that's why alternative investments are so important. And that's, that's why I have this mission of teaching people about the power of alternative investments. And Ken told me, yeah, I'm exactly with you. I've already started. I, I've bought a couple of investment properties, right? I don't want to manage them. So I have a property manager taking care of that for me. Um, and they're doing really well. And, um, and he was looking to learn all about different alternative investments. He came to me asking about investing in notes and, and how that worked. And I, I shared with him, I said, yeah, I'm I'm actually, I wrote this book because of the number of people that kept asking me about the business and about how that works, how individuals can get into node investing. And so um, that, that really started a, a very long-term relationship for us um, and a powerful one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hear stories like that all the time, That's people awesome. that, that, that have made financial mistakes in the past. And what I tell folks is you have to remember, you, you hear about diversity and the importance of diversity when you're investing. Mm -hmm. Well, remember that diversity in, in, in investing is not diversification between the half dozen options that are available in your 401k plan at work, right? Diversity means... You have your your stocks and mutual funds, sure, but then you also have some rental real estate. Maybe you have some notes. Maybe you have investment in, in some businesses, like private businesses. There, there's all kinds of options available. It's just a matter that you have to go out and pursue those, and the majority of all of these opportunities come through personal relationships. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's super important. It's about getting around the right people, getting around other investors where you find out that, oh, there is a, a group of very sophisticated investors that are putting together a big apartment deal and they're going to go out and raise capital from 100 investors. And you you might be able to participate in that. Those are all done through word of mouth, but you see these big apartment complexes in your community, Kristen, it's guaranteed that it's owned 
by a consortium of investors that joined together to pull up their capital and they bought that property. Yeah. And it's professionally run, professionally operated. And the investors receive a monthly income from that. And they don't have to do any of the work. That's super powerful. Yeah. So there's all these different ways, all these different strategies, right? Node investing is just one piece of, of the overall picture, right? But it. It, if you have a, a, a holistic approach where you're, you're getting into different different strategies and ideally they're uncorrelated from each other so that when there's swings in the markets you're still generating income right? right if the stock market has a massive downturn and you have real estate in your portfolio you're still going to get paid every month yeah while and the that's stocks more, yeah that's more relevant than ever I and mean, we like we just saw it in 2020 like you've got to be able to have uh like you just said diversified options because we don't know what's next like we don't i think we're on the upswing now i hope <laughs> um, everything goes but, through market cycles yes yes so absolutely. when one one asset class is in a the downward part of the cycle another one that you own might be in the upward part and that gives you balance overall it's super important it's just like how i found myself really in a bad situation because I was relying on the paycheck for my job and the, to how I put myself in jeopardy by doing that. Right. So you really diversify by having other income sources. Absolutely. You yeah. Control of your life. I'm totally with you. Um, well, now that you've done all these great things and I want to be sensitive to your time, so we'll, we'll, we'll head, uh, we'll wrap up, but, um, what are you looking forward to? What's next? Like the books out now you've got your investments out in like, what's exciting to Fred coming in 2021. Wow. What's exciting. There, there's so much opportunity out there, um, continuing to do so much networking and building relationships, I think that it's so important, no matter what you do, yeah. is building quality relationships with, with people. Um, I love, I love the podcasting medium, right? I love what you're doing. <laughs> this is so powerful. And I have, I get to have amazing conversations with yeah. wonderful people like yourself all the time it it's so powerful and it is you get to experience so many different points of view people that are doing amazing amazing things i think that it's wonderful that that you have this program because podcasting is in its infinite infancy and it's yes. exploding right now yeah that's just yeah. going to continue and it allows people to really niche in to the content that they like that's relevant for them and listen to that, right? Yeah. It's, I, I'll tell you what, Kristen, a, a number of years ago, I put myself on a media diet <laughs> because of all the negativity <laughs> I found all yeah. around me. I used to love listening to talk radio and all this stuff. Eventually, I realized, first of all, that there was so much negativity there. It was really having an impact on, on my mindset and how mm -hmm. I felt, which was not good at all. And then there was just so much advertising driven um, things with, uh, with the programming. Yeah. I decided, you know what? I don't need this anymore. So I you. cut it off. 
I cut it all out. I stopped listening to talk radio. What did I replace that with? I started listening to audiobooks, podcasts, mm-hmm. podcasts, um, CD programs from people like Jim Rohn and uh, sales trainers, mm-hmm. all things that were going to help me in my business. Uh, programs about negotiating, programs about sales training and marketing, because I was an engineer, right? Remember that. I never learned anything about sales. <laughs> I never had to do that in any of my jobs. I was t- I was the tech guy, yeah, was the engineer. Yeah. So this is all new to me. I and so it. that's how I learned. I turned my car into a university on wheels. And that's what I did. <laughs> and then great podcasts, all kinds of podcasts about mindset, about investing, and interviews with amazing people like what Tim Ferriss does. I love his yeah. his show because he just interviews the best top performers in acting and Hollywood, in sports, in business, all these different areas. And so you get exposed to to different viewpoints Mm -hmm. and learning from the best, learning from the best. And I I really like, like your show as well, Kristen, I went back and listened. I listened to some interviews (laughs) that you've done and uh, lots of great stories, Mm -hmm. right? You have so many interesting stories to tell. That's, that's wonderful. (laughs) You have, you have such a, such a unique background and, and the things that you've done, those are all things I talk about. It's starting your your side hustle, starting business, yeah. and making a business out of something you you love and you're passionate about. That's yes. fantastic. Well, I appreciate you tuning love in. That. Yeah, it's it's been a journey, and the whole reason I started Turmeric and Tequila was because I hail from that marketing and branding space, and I saw how our young people were consuming incredible amounts of media. And that was, you know, I always argue that reality is nothing more than applied meaning like OG philosophy. So if this is what our kiddos are digesting every day on a high level, we are essentially the gatekeepers to their reality, what they think is true. And, and being in the business, I was like, there's so much of this is a lie. It's filtered out. And, you know, there's great people out there, but they don't necessarily want to be on the mic. So I literally started the show to start showcasing my varsity humans like yourself to come on and say, and tell their story. So if our kiddos are going to consume media or whatever it is, they can at least have some incredible examples of people that have questioned a better way and, and had wanted to, and have done things differently and had been successful at it. So, um, I, I championed the media diet. I think that's phenomenal. Um, and yeah, the, you, diversifying I, I the humans you're around for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I always encourage people turn the news off. Yeah. Turn the news. Yeah. I mean, look at, the last six months of 2020, the news, it was all so much Brutal. negativity, right? The pandemic, the election, the riots, this and that, and oh my, the all of these things. And yeah. you know what? It's better to just focus on the things you can control. Exactly. Because what can you control? You can control how you feel. And what you focus on, mm-hmm. right? What's yeah. happening in the in the news? That's not going to matter in your own life, in your individual life, and what you're doing on. Like, stay focused on your own goals and objectives, and your family, and the people that you love that are around you. That's what's important. They're the ones that are going to be there and show up for you when you need it. So focus on that instead. 
right? Absolutely. Yeah. So important. hundred percent. We, we really got to worry about what we control and obviously our finances being a major piece of that. Um, but this is all, these are all tons of, of, of phenomenal golden nuggets and I, and all these pieces, you know, it's about finance and investing and then taking care of yourself and being around good people. Like all of it plays a role into our overall happiness. So these are really important key pieces and the machine doesn't work without all the things working together. So we got to dial in on all levels. Um, but Fred, I appreciate you. Where do, where do we find you? Hit us with some handles, websites. I know you got a, um, a phone number, a text thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a couple ways I, I love. I love connecting with other people that are interested in investing. And so please re reach out and connect with me. You can visit my website. It's fredmoskowitz.com. Or for an easier spelling, go to the website giftfromfred.com. And if you sign up at my website, I will send out a free a uh, special report about node investing. That's the business I'm in. I'll send that out to all of your listeners. I'll offer that. Amazing. It's giftfromfred.com. Now, if you're on a mobile device, you'd rather text to me. You can text the word note, N-O-T-E, to 47177 and just follow the prompts and connect with me there. And my book is called the Little Green Book of Node Investing. It's available on Amazon, or there's a link to it from my website as well. But you can find it on Amazon. And uh, it's it's a great resource for anyone that's interested in learning about what, what is one of the most powerful asset classes that you can participate in. I love it. Again, I'm I'm in order because investing's been huge on my mind. Um, I feel like I'm even late to the game, but uh, so I'll I'll be pinging you, and we'll we'll have conversations down the road, and I'll I'll get my investment uh, situation dialed in <laughs> for sure. Love that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's um, super important. Yeah. These are things you don't learn in school. They're not taught in school, and it's out there. It's available to us. You just have to take some initiative to learn. And and surround yourself with the right people that you can do very well, very well. Absolutely. I, I could yeah. not agree more. Check Fred out. He's got tons of good stuff going on. I love your mindset of giving back and, and you know, providing opportunity for people to question a better way in their own lives. Uh, the mindset, I love the whole outlook and the energy. So um, I always love when people like you come into my world because then I feel like I'm doing something right. We're attracting like energy. So I, it's, it's always a good thing and affirmation from my end. Um, it, it is. It's, it is. You, yeah. The, the relationships you build are so important. Yes. Right. So important. Um, in closing, I, I want to leave you this thought. Right. Think about this. You could lose everything you have, all your material possessions, all your money, your material possessions. And if you had to start out all over again in life, you have no money. But the relationships that you took the time to build that's what you have. No one can ever take that away from you. Yeah. And those are the people that are going to help you to rebuild. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the relationships is super important. Nurture them, build them, and be there for others. Show up for other people. They will be ready to show up for you when you need it. And that's mm -hmm. what's going to carry you forward in your life. So well said. The kindness is is queen or king, either one. But you're right. How you treat people is everything. And uh, that's the gold of life right there. 
yeah. every single day. <laughs> Well, Fred, I appreciate you. Let's definitely catch up soon. Um, keep crushing. I'm going to check out the book, but I, I'm seeing the sales and the posts and everything. So I'm super happy with all of its success for sure. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a wonderful, wonderful project for me working on, on that book and so glad to uh, finally seeing it come out yeah. and be available for everyone to, to benefit from, from that. Yeah. Like, yeah. We need Thank and you I think, so much for having me on the program. Yes, absolutely. Let's let's definitely catch up soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Fred, I'll see you soon. All right. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.